This episode is sponsored by Sneaker Creatures. Sneaker Creatures is your one-stop shop for all of your sneaker needs, and man, do they have a big selection of shoes. If you're looking for Nikes or Jordans, those are super hot right now, and they have them at such incredible prices. If you're looking to gift Nikes or Jordans this year, then really, really check out SneakerCreatures.com. You could use my promo code NickLugo, I repeat, N-I-C-K-L-U-G-O at checkout and get a 10% discount on your purchase. Any shoe in the store, you will get a discount. Check it out, SneakerCreatures.com. I repeat, SneakerCreatures.com. Check out the link in the description below. It will be there. And now, on with the show. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nick Lugo Show, where I study the tactics, practices, and principles of some of my favorite achievers. And I'm not even sure how to introduce this guest, because this man, Jonathan Milligan, the book that he wrote, Your Message Mattered, Matters, has such a strong impact on my life and the way that I think about myself and the way that I try to market myself and my ideas and spread my message because really your message matters, my message matters, and he did such a good job of convincing me that it does matter and how to formulate it in a way that actually makes sense. Um, So powerful, the impact that this man had on my life. And I honestly, I don't think I could thank him enough. I thanked him so many times, but I still don't think I could thank him enough. Anytime throughout this podcast, if you're thinking about reading this book, there's a link in the description below. You can get the book for free and only pay shipping. This man, I I highly suggest it. I don't say this about any other books. I don't think maybe a few other books really had this strong of an impact on me in the in the form of marketing. But um, but man, this this book really really did it for me. So. This this episode really is essentially a summary of the book, and it offers so many tips, so many tricks, so many things that you could do to really find your brand and figure out, well, who you are as a marketer and who you are as a person. Jonathan Milligan is so incredible, and you're going to love this episode. So definitely check out the sponsors in the description below. Definitely check out uh, my Apple podcast. Give me a five-star review. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. And, well, I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode with Jonathan Milligan. So I just read your book, Your Message Matters. And Jonathan Milligan, Your Message Matters. I just finished this book and I am so inspired. This was this book really, really had an impact on me. I read the whole thing through and through. I took all these meticulous notes and all this stuff. I'll probably put them in the show notes. And I, I followed all the stuff that goes along with it. And it was wonderful. So first of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on. And I'd like to thank you for making such an incredible book. Oh, thanks, Nick. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm excited to dive into some of this. Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that um, that we could talk about this. And I'm so happy that, yes, like this is exactly what's on my mind and we could talk about it now. So first, explain to me the main pitch, right? Explain to me why my message matters and what's so what's so special about being a messenger? Yeah. So for me, what I realized was working with people. So, you know, my my start in the online space was starting a blog and I started with uh, doing some career coaching and I didn't know anything about this online space. And then I started figuring it out with the blog. Right. And then, you know, finally it, it turned into full time income for me, started podcasting. 
and I started having more and more people ask me, well, how did you do this? Like, how did you create a business around something you're passionate about online through blogging and podcasting and just all the stuff that we have accessible to us today? And so I created a course originally back in the day. It was called Blogging Your Passion University. And what I discovered, Nick, was um, I, I was opening enrollment for this course And on the very last day that it was open, I said, hey, I'm going to be on live chat all day. Come talk to me. And I had like six conversations going on at once. It was crazy. And what I realized at the end of the day, after probably having a good 50 conversations with people, is people weren't struggling with my product. They were struggling with believing that their message mattered. Like they, it wasn't about the product. It was, can I do this? Do I have value? I don't think I'm an expert at anything who would pay me for anything. And I realized, wait a minute, you know, a lot of people are stuck way before like how to podcast or how to blog or how to do YouTube videos or gain a following on TikTok. Like before all of that is, do I have value to give? And so the book was I didn't just want to write another marketing book. The book, the first half of the book, I think catches a lot of people by surprise because it's more of a a self-development journey. It's helping you uncover what's unique about you and what your influencer voice is. So then you can build a business and you can have confidence in knowing exactly uh, the type of business you should build and where your gifts are going to be best used to serve other people. And so that's the premise of the book. Yeah. And that's what Tim Ferriss talks about all the time. He talks about the fact that so often we pursue what he calls vanity metrics, right? Likes, follows, subscribers, all these things. And I'm not going to lie. I did that for a very long time. And what you end up realizing is that, well, how are, how are people supposed to subscribe to you, follow you, whatever, if you don't even know who you are and what you're trying to say? Like, that's the first thing that you got to figure out. So explain to me, how do I do it? And, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into this, but I think the first thing that, um, that goes into it is I guess figuring out, yes, what do I like and how, how can I find this influencer voice? So what we teach in the book is uh, a method that I've developed for a few years working with people and it's, it became crystal clear right before we started really writing the book. And the it's part two of the book, which is about defining your message. And it's a good place for you to start. It's a good place for anyone to start. And we really talk about the fact that we use the example of a fire. You know, in order to have a fire, you got to have three elements. You got to have heat, you got to have oxygen, and you have to have fuel or there's no fire. And the same is to, to ignite an attractive message that, yep. that people are attracted to. But here's what we use. People, purpose, and passion. So those are are where uh, you need to figure those three things out. So people get one right or they get two right. And then they wonder why they haven't really found that thing. The it factor is because they're missing one of the three. So real quick, purpose is about you. It's about how you show up best for others. And what I discovered in my journey, what I talk about in the book, Nick, is like I graduated from college and I went out there thinking that my purpose was going to be in a thing, a title, a company, a career. And after floundering around for a while, what I discovered was my purpose was already inside of me. It was it was how I was naturally made. We all have unique personalities, unique gifts. 
And we don't always see what those things are. But once you get clear on what that is, now you've got something powerful to get behind. Like, here's how people think I show up best. I need to develop a business around that. Well, so I'm going to interrupt you a little bit here because I think this really this really hits a specific market. And I really want people to understand this. It's that these this is for people who are kind of lost, right? People who don't really know exactly what makes them special and exactly what gift they could deliver to the world. And um, one of the things that I find, especially amongst, you know, creators and, and you know, the community that, that I'm in is that, yeah, people don't really know who they are first and how can you actually deliver any sort of value to anybody if you don't know who you are? Yes, exactly right. And so what happens is, and this is what I did in my younger years, is I would just try to emulate success. I would see the Gary V's, the Tim Ferris's, right? We would see those people and say, oh, that's what I have to do. I have to model that in order to be successful. And I've got to develop the skills they have. No, you got to be you. And, you know, for me, what I realized is I'm more of a laid back, easygoing, practical teacher. Not and very I resisted. Yeah. <laughs> I resisted that because it's like opposite of like what a lot of the successful people are out there. But what I realized was there was a whole group of people who wanted something that was more easygoing, practical, step-by-step, actionable. And it's like those people are out there. There are people out there who want your style, your approach, your gifts. And that's where you're going to stand out from the marketplace is just by being you. Okay, perfect. Now go into the next one. So it's unique. Right. So you got the purpose element, right? And then next is people. So we want to help everybody. I know I did in the very beginning, you know, when I first did my uh, started my first blog, I said, I want to be a life and career coach. It couldn't have been any more broad than that. It's like, I want to help everybody about anything. I just want to help people. But what I realized was that no one was paying attention. And it wasn't until I had an interview with a a really famous copywriter who he said something in an interview that just nailed it for me. And I really started getting behind it. He said, the more specific you can be, the more powerful your communication becomes. And I think that's something we forget is like the reason why people say niche or the reason why people is not to like to, to narrow it and make it harder for you to reach your audience. It's that it's going to be more powerful when someone lands on your podcast, your blog, your YouTube channel, and they say, oh, this is for me. If, if no one is saying this is for me, you are missing it. It's too watered down. So you got to figure out your people, right? So purpose people, finally, it's passion. Now, the way that I like to define passion is it's not, it doesn't equal pressure. It's not, I got to go find my passion in life. It's very simple. What problem are you passionate about solving for the next two to five years? Let's just start there because here's the truth. And this will be an encouragement to all you uh, multi-passionate people like me out there is you're going to have lots of different passions in life and that's okay. And one of the things I talk about in the book is your passions change, but your purpose remains. And what I mean by that is You know, my purpose, what I discovered in this process is that I was a resourceful teacher, but my passion is going to change. Yeah, my passions have changed. I'm no longer doing career coaching for accounting professionals. I was a resourceful teacher back then. I've pivoted since. 
I've done different businesses, and that's going to continue to evolve. And so a passion is really just about identifying a problem that you want to help solve, and you're going to focus on it for the next two to five years. I absolutely love that. And I'm going to bring in some quotes from your book because this was stuff that I specifically highlighted because this is the stuff that I need, right? Like I am in your target market. I hope that my listeners are also in your target market. And well, also I actually underlined the more specific you could be, the more powerful your communication becomes. I love that. Second, success. And we talked about this earlier, but success isn't that difficult. This is from uh, author Benjamin Hardy from Willpower Doesn't Work. Success isn't that difficult. It merely involves taking 20 steps in a singular direction. Most people take one step in 20 directions. I absolutely love that because I think I think that in my life, I so one of the things is I'm very high in trade openness. And for people who are high in trade openness, that's that's the creativity dimension. People who are very creative have so many passions, so many things that they're interested in that they just can't get nailed down to one thing. And that's that's me. Like that's me completely. And what ends up happening is I end up keep bouncing around from one thing to the next and one, one passion to the next passion. And the reality with that is it just doesn't work. Right. You're, like, you're exactly right. Like, that was me. Like if you go back into 2010, a year into my blogging um, journey, I started three different blogs. I had two different podcasts. And I knew I had a problem, Nick, when I would write a blog post and I was literally like, should it go on this blog or this blog? (laughs) Well, I could actually go on that blog. And I realized how scattered I was. And, you know, if you're back then I was using WordPress. It was like I had to have plugins on every single WordPress site. And that meant, you know, maintenance on every single site. And so, yes, it's difficult for us multi-passionate people. But when you make that discovery, like you just talked about, that's when momentum comes And you just have to tell yourself, there's plenty of time to do everything. I just can't do it all right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things is like, you'll actually get more done if you choose one thing to focus on and then move on to the next thing, then move on to the next thing. It literally, like just practically, it does not work to focus on multiple projects at a time. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, it's like, okay, I want a book, I want a course, and I want a um, podcast, right? Well, what if I said, I'm going to focus on the book, get the book written, then I'm going to pivot and create the course. And then when I launch my podcast, you know, using this example, I've got a book to sell. I've got a podcast. Like instead, what we do is we do 10% of the book. We got 15% of the course. We're about 15% into the research of our podcast and nothing's working in our business because nothing got completed hundred percent. Yeah. And part of it is a fallacy, right? Like I had this fallacy and recently shattered that I can do all those things at one time, right? Like I think, oh yes, I can start the podcast and write a book and do my, uh, I was doing a bunch of other stuff. I can do all that stuff at the same time. But in reality, our brain just doesn't have that capacity. We are focus-driven creatures. Actually, here's another quote. The reward of focus is progress. I love that, right? Because the more you focus, the more progress you achieve. And well, the only thing that you can do is really focus everything on one thing and you'll achieve as much as, well, you'll achieve, we'll call it superior returns on that one thing. And then you can move on to the next. One of the things that I'm doing right now, which I highly suggest for people is I'm doing uh, a 12 week podcast growth challenge. 
So with some arbitrary challenge that I chose, um, Colin Gray, he is uh, he does pod, he wrote a book called Podcast Growth, and he put in eighty something, eighty four um, tips, tricks, things that you could do to increase strategies to increase your podcast. We'll say you know uh, marketing. So what I did was I said I'm going to do one per week. I'm going to put all of my attention on that thing per week, and I'm not going to focus on anything else for for the podcast. And um, so far, I'm on week two, and it's been so helpful because, yes, I have complete focus on that one thing, and then I can keep moving on from the to the next to the next. That's a great example. Love that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Um, I guess you could take it from here. What do you think? What do you think are the we'll we'll say biggest misconceptions that people sort of you know experience as they start growing, as they start, let's say, planning themselves, growing the whatever they're growing or making their message. Yeah, I think, you know, one one of them is you know, getting over your own mindset issues, right? We have already talked about like believing that you have a message and that it does matter and you don't have to be an expert to get started. I think that's important. Once you are, you know, all in and you say, man, I I believe I do have value to give people then what happens is focusing on the right things. Like you were talking about earlier, you know, the, a lot of times we measure our success on a uh, number of likes, number of subscribers, you know, but the, the reality is if you want to make it a business, you can't cash your likes at the bank. You can't cash, you know, your subscribers to the bank. You've got to have a, a way to, to earn money with that. But here's the challenge, and this is something else I talked about in the book, and it's an analogy. It has nothing to, at first you think this has nothing to do with being in an online business, but I talked about becoming a farmer. And especially me growing up in Indiana, you know, I have family that were farmers. There was a saying, I don't know if they still talk about it, but there's more than corn in Indiana. So yes, <laughs> there is more than corn. Um, although you drive through Indiana, you begin to doubt that, right? Yeah. But the example of a farmer is um, what happens for us, Nick, is we do something online and we want an instant result from that thing. And when we don't get the instant result, it immediately shatters our confidence and we go do something else. This is where the squirrel syndrome comes in, the shiny object syndrome. And what I talk about, I use an example of like, think about the story of a farmer. If a farmer you know, a brand new farmer bought a field, he had a house on the land, and then he got up the first day, he was all excited, went and plowed his field, planted his seed, went to bed that night, just so excited about the future of this business of owning a farm. And so the next morning, he woke up, ran over to the window, pulled back the curtains, and it looked exactly like it did the day before. And now, if that farmer were to throw up his hands and say, see, I knew I couldn't do this, I knew that this wouldn't work. I, we would say that is ridiculous. Like there's no farmer in the world that would say that, right? We know that it takes time. We have to nurture these things. And so one of the things that you have to develop, especially in the beginning, is measuring your actions more than you measure your results. And I know it completely like, yes, you should be getting a result. But what happens is we measure it too quickly. We give up way too quickly, right? Right. We plant the seed, we water in the summer, and we give up before the harvest comes. And so there is a period of time in the beginning where you just got to measure your actions. That's when every podcast episode is laying another brick in a foundation you are building. 
And what happens is we overestimate the short term and we underestimate the long term. And once you start really getting things going, uh, the business begins to build, but you got to have this mindset in the beginning that I got to measure my actions, not just my results. Well, that's one of the problems that young people experience, right? Me, 100% included in the fact that I always overestimate my ability to achieve and um, the time frame in which it will happen. Because, you know, first of all, I'm 20, right? I've only, I've only lived 20 years. Everything seems like it has gone so fast because I've really only been conscious for what, like seven years, four years, right? If we're not including the childhood years. So everything seems like it's gone so fast. Oh yeah, I could, I could do this in two months, right? I could get a million subscribers by the end of this year. You know, all these things, all these things are coming. And yes, it's discouraging when all of these things don't, um, when they don't come to fruition. So I would, I would completely agree with that idea of the, um, of, of the overestimation and just focus on your actions. Just, just get stuff done. And, um, and yes, explain shiny object syndrome. Cause I think that's really important. Yeah. So this is where uh, what happens is anytime you are doing something new that you're just, you don't have the experience yet it gets hard, right? It's the dip. Seth Godin talks about the dip. Like, yep. like I say, you know, I want to write a book, right? So you have this idea, you want to write a book, you're really excited about it. You have this kind of uninformed optimism, right? Because you are optimistic, but you've never written a book. So there's a lot you don't know, but then you get started and suddenly that plunges down to informed pessimism. And this is when we hit that valley of despair, right? Where nothing seems to work. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just want to say, if that shows up, congratulations, you're on the journey because that happens for everything. That's the process that you have to go through. But this is where the shiny object syndrome shows up. And this is what I call the squirrel loop, because it's like we we start up high, we go low, we get in that valley of despair. And then we look back, back at the beginning and we think, man, life was so much easier up there. So I'm going to go back to doing something different. And that's when we start something different. Just because something is hard doesn't mean it's not right. And it doesn't mean that that's not what you should be doing, right? So don't assume because something's hard that you're doing something wrong. It's when we push past through that valley of despair. And by the way, in that valley is where wisdom, skills, and knowledge comes from. That's the yeah. only place to get it. And valleys get a lot of bad rap, but that's where the water flows. That's where the flowers grow. The valley is a good place to be in. And when you push through the valley on the other side, Nick, is when you get to informed optimism. Think about it with your podcast. I mean, you could probably say this was true for you. It's like, I didn't, you didn't know how to do, you know, podcasting, trying to figure it out, but then eventually push through all those difficulties to now you're in this informed optimism. I know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm still growing, trying to market a podcast, but you know how to do a podcast. And so that's what happens is when the valley shows up, that's not a time to go find something else to do. It's a time to say, oh, valley, I knew you were going to show up. And this is where my wisdom, skills, and experience are going to be built in this, in this, through this struggle. I just want to accentuate that point because I think that's that's really wonderful. Um, 
there's there's a guy named Andrew Huberman. Uh, he's a PhD at Stanford. He's a neuroscientist. And one of the things that that he talks about all the time, which is crazy, is that in those moments in which you feel like giving up, in those valleys, in those moments of, and you could define it this way, frustration, in those moments of frustration, that is when your brain is the most plastic. In other words, that is when your brain is able to change and that is where you can learn things. And when you say that the valley is a place of wisdom, that's exactly right, right? Because you realize that anytime you achieve a goal that is worthwhile, if you're going to achieve any sort of goal, so I'll do podcasting as an example. If you achieve a goal that's worthwhile, then you're not good enough in the beginning to complete the goal. You need to attain skills, you know, goals, not not goals, skills, values, wisdom, whatever it is, you need to attain those things. And if you don't attain them, you will not achieve the goals. And if you don't have to attain those, those skills, well, it's not a meaningful goal. It's too easy. So yes, yes, it is so, so important to be able to do something like that, to be able to get through that frustration and to almost make it a habit to get through that frustration because, well, in my opinion, that's probably, I guess that is where wisdom lies. Yeah. hundred percent. You got it. That's it. Oh, that's pretty incredible. So we have, I know, I know you're sensitive with time, so that's okay. So give me some, we'll say takeaways from this conversation, as well as messages that you want to leave people with. So the, first of all, the message that I, there's two kind of messages. The first message is I want you to believe that you do have a message and that it does matter. And I know it's easy to say and hard to believe, but you don't have to be an expert. You were born with certain ways of viewing the world. You have a certain way right now already where you show up for others. And it's like a mentor told me years ago, it's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. And it's hard for us to see that value. That's where we got to introduce other people. And I talk about that in the book of of introducing and asking other people how you show up best. And that's so key. So that's the first part is believing that, uh, that your message matters is really, really key. The second part of uh, the journey of the book, which we didn't even really get into is the marketing side and what that takes for you to market any kind of business online. And this is going to work for you if you are, if you want to do uh, YouTube, if you want to do podcasting, blogging, live streaming, all these principles are true. You've got to focus in on the habits that make the difference. And so the second half of the book, I talk about the create, capture, compile, and connect habit. And when I started focusing on those four habits and realized anything that that I'm doing that doesn't involve these four things is really just a bunch of extra work that doesn't really matter. And so uh, that's what the book is. The book is designed to help you uncover what your unique gift is, because you're going to learn how I probably learned the hard way is it's not in a title, a position, any of that. It's already inside of you. You just need to uncover it. And that's something I believe, Nick, is you don't find your gift, you uncover it. It's, it's already in there. You just have to uncover it. So those are the things that I want people to get most from the book. That is so funny. That is so funny because I don't know if, um, if I like unconsciously put that there, like unconsciously, like put it onto the page and and thought about it, but you have in the end, everyone needs to write a messenger roadmap and they need to write something that they tell themselves every single day. And what I said was 
Uh, I must discover every morning that I am not an I, but I am a messenger here to uncover the lessons from the past and the spirits within the human soul. And I think that's so important to be able to uncover a lot of the really, really important, well, lessons from the past and uncover the stuff that comes from inside of us because, well, that you do have value. Your message matters. And I highly suggest if you want to figure that out, the reason why I didn't talk about the second part of this book was because the first part was so damn impactful on me. And that was the part that will say gave me the why. And then the second part was the how. So, um, and I think that most people, including me, get stuck on step one. So I think that really people should read this book. And then, and then he also includes the bonus section too, which explains you how to do it. This book really had an impact on me. And I really, really suggest you read the book, Your Message Matters. The link will be in the description below. And this man, Jonathan Milligan, has been insane, incredible to be able to help me, well, discover my message. So thank you so much for coming on this podcast. This was wonderful. Thanks, Nick, for having me. I appreciate it. And of course, tell people where they could find you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the best place to go is yourmessagemattersbook.com because we are uh, sending out free copies of the book, just asking people to pay shipping and handling. So, of course, you can pick it up at any bookstore, you know, ask a local bookstore or uh, Amazon. But if you want us to send you a free copy, uh, happy to do that. Just go to yourmessagemattersbook.com. And that is also link in the description below. That will definitely be there. So check it out. And yes, get your free book. This book was incredible. Please read it. Really incredible. Jonathan Milligan, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to my episode of The Nick Lugo Show with Jonathan Milligan. To support my podcast, please give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And so I'll leave you with a quote from The Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't matter which path you take. Thank you for watching, and I hope to see you next time.